Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about on today's episode because we're going to start uh, discussing some of the legislation that was actually passed in our Missouri General Assembly in 2023. And um, what we have found is that even though leadership often says they weren't able to get many things done, they actually did quite a lot. And most of it wasn't in favor of individual liberty. So as we discuss these topics, I am gonna have um, one of my favorite experts on some of these topics join me. Her name is Lisa Panette, and we're gonna just discuss topic by topic uh, what they passed and what some of these statutes actually do. So Lisa, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks buddy, good to be here. So uh, one of the things that we read after session was over, so this, these statutes have already passed. They've already taken effect, um, August 28th, I believe it was. And the, this particular subject has to do with our medical professionals. So can you share a little bit about this and let's talk about our concerns and what's actually happening with our medical professionals now in the state of Missouri? Yeah, so I think we need a little backstory here. The backstory is during COVID, we had um, a bunch of people that wanted to get some alternative medical care, you would say, other than what um, the main doctors were prescribing. What the CDC wanted us yes. to have. Mm-hmm. And so those good freedom healthcare doctors of ours, um, they were prescribing things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, some supplements. And because of that, people were getting better. Uh, and that is an important backdrop to this discussion because we're going to talk about with this interstate medical compact, not only what it did, but what we could see how it could be utilized for um, people that wouldn't be necessarily on the freedom side of healthcare um, to work against our freedom-loving doctors. Um, we had several bills uh, that regarded um, in regards to interstate medical licensing compacts, and. Those sponsors, I think what they would say, probably based upon lobbyist talking points, are that um, these things were needed because we needed them for the military Mm -hmm. and for portability. We hear that a lot Mm -hmm. um, in between states to make sure that they were licensed. So um, just to kind of uh, get into that particular thing a little bit. uh, So these compacts are really an agreement between... Actually, this one is between us and a commission, a federal level commission. But uh, what what our probably our legislators here in Missouri thought they were doing is allowing our professionals more freedom to practice. 
in other states so that it wouldn't be as difficult to, let's say, move to the state of Florida or anywhere, Nebraska, South Dakota, anywhere, or even um, to practice medicine now with telehealth. Yes. So they could potentially have patients in other states. Mm -hmm. And if that state was also a member of this compact agreement, mm -hmm. then they wouldn't have to worry about any extra licensing details or having to pass tests yes. or any of those sort of things that would keep a professional from practicing in another state. Yes. And in particular, I think you can say military. So the military yes. was brought up a lot. They bring that up a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we already had laws that allowed them to do this. So there already were portability, if you if you will. Okay. Right. That, that already I've also existed. heard the term often, some people might be familiar with the term reciprocity. Yes. That we have we had the ability to have reciprocity with yes. other states in this in this regard anyway. Yes. So yeah. Now what they did was they removed part of that law, okay, with this new compact. They removed part of that law and instead they're replacing it with um, other things, basically giving the rules over to this commission. The commission gets to write the rules. The commission is outside of DC unless they determine otherwise. Mm -hmm. So it's a federal level commission. Yes. And then all the rules, uh, they have the full force of law. So no, wait a minute, Lisa. Yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> uh, you just said that this commission, this federal level commission, is going to have the full force of law. Yes. Can you tell me exactly what that means? Yeah, so rules right now are just that, right? Rules. So it's important when we compartmentalize all of our departments. So you have your executive branch, you have your legislative branch, you have your judicial branch. And they're all compartmentalized so that the other doesn't take over full control, right? Like they don't they don't take over one another. The legislative is only supposed to legislate. So the right. executive branch doesn't become what? Well, you don't get a tyrant right. in, in the executive yeah, branch. Yeah, so that's what we would usually call checks and balances. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, so you need that. And so rules are only a limited amount that are not supposed to have, a, a, they're not supposed to have the impact that law has. Mm -hmm. And laws are only supposed to be written by the legislative branch so that you don't get a governor or president, mm -hmm. somebody in the executive branch that now is a dictator because he's writing his own rules and laws, if, if, mm -hmm. you know, laws, right. basically de facto laws. And, um, and you just don't have one person. So in this, when you say that all like that, they're going to have to be subject to this and they're going to have the full force of law, you're saying, we're handing over our sovereignty. That's really what you're saying. Mm -hmm. We're handing over right. our sovereignty. And we're giving you a broad law to say that any rule that you create, is it now has the full force of law. So it's allowing this commission to write laws. Okay. So um, just to, <laughs> this is so egregious in my heart and uh -huh. in my mind. I just want to recap for everybody because we've studied this quite a lot. Since uh, session is over, we've read and reread, and we've talked to attorneys. Yes, we've talked to some of our legislators who are also attorneys. Mm -hmm. um, so we feel very confident in our interpretation of yes. this particular language. And I just want to make very clear that this statute um, opted us in, opted Missouri in, to a federal level commission, and this commission would have one 
representative of each member state. So that means Missouri gets one person on the commission. Of course, it won't be an elected position. It'll be a bureaucrat. And even though we have that one person on a commission, there could be as many as 50 people on the commission um, if they got all 50 states to buy in. And our legislators wrote into our statute that this commission can write any rules they want and whatever rules they write will be enforced as if they are Missouri statute, yes. correct? Yes, and, and I also wanna make some distinguishing differences here because can a doctor still receive a license without going through the compact now in the state of Missouri? Yes, they can. They can do that and they don't have to operate in this it, compact. In this compact. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that it's the camel's nose in the tent. So once you get to this place, then what you do, you pick off the easy fruit first, mm -hmm. right? The low-lying fruit first, and then you go after the harder stuff. So once they have the camel's nose in the tent, you can just expect this to um, expand. Uh, one of the things with all this is we had talked to a doctor friend, mm -hmm. and so we can go over specifics with this compact, but... You also have things in this compact about their unrestricted license to engage in the practice of medicine. So they give a definition of what a physician is. And they have to have a full and unrestricted license to engage. They can have never received a community supervision, never held a license authority um, practice of medicine subject to discipline, and is not under investigation by a licensing agency. Now, one of the doctors that we talked to, Freedom Doctor, said they could not participate in this because of this. Because many, if not almost all, of our Freedom Doctors have already been investigated. Yes, mm -hmm. have already been investigated, have already had community supervision because mm -hmm. of bucking the system. Right. Right? Like the standard care. They talk about the standard practice of care. They went against the standard practice of care right. when they did these alternative treatments. Right. And, you're, and let's just remember that the alternative treatments were in regard to COVID and the standard came from Fauci. Yes, exactly. Uh, another thing that we should be leery of, not only here, but in many places that we're seeing it, is the collection of fingerprints and biometric data. Mm -hmm. Right now, with this compact, they're going to collect all the fingerprints or other biometric data from the doctors participating in these compacts. Your doctors right now do not have to have themselves fingerprinted. They, mm -hmm. They're not getting their biometric data collected. Uh, so this is, this is an abuse of government, but we mm -hmm. also see it in other places right. where Really, this is the push towards a one-world government right. and collecting all of our data individually. Right. I mean, this is super individual, right? right. Like fingerprints and, and biometrics. Right, and when you think of it in regard to this, this particular group of people, these are our medical professionals, mm -hmm. our doctors. So the push to have more control um, over our doctors is really a scary thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you and I've had this conversation before, but we'll mention it here. Mm -hmm. You know, the data collection across so many things that we see, mm -hmm. but the data collection is so very important because when we talk about the one world government or the UN, mm -hmm. 
sustainable development goals or the World Economic Forum or you know, um, the Great Reset, all those types of things that are moving us more toward a one world government system. They have to collect data because they want to centralize and standardize everything. And they can't do that without collecting the data. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to collect the data in order to inventory and monitor everything, including us. Yeah, and, and is exactly why they have in here, I mean, they have in this interstate compact that they're going to create a database, including investigation information. So think about that, including investigative information. Mm -hmm. They are wanting to find out who are the doctors that are willing to buck the system. I mean, we kind of, in, in a lot of ways, um, we, we are back in that Nazi Germany time. In a lot of ways, right. like it maybe we're not full blown there, but we're we're starting to see on the outskirts. You know, we saw that through yeah. COVID. Right. What what can right. happen when tyrants want to take control of our healthcare, mm -hmm. of our everyday decisions, of closing down our businesses? Right. And the churches. And the churches. Absolutely. You know, and how many of us had relatives i know you had your own experience yep. with a relative in the hospital during covid and had to fight so hard to get the care and make the decisions that you wanted to make for your family that your family wanted to make mm -hmm. um, so having so much control in our healthcare system is just uh, such such a frightening thing. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at this um, statute now, where, like you said, currently they have the option to participate in this licensing mm -hmm. process or the old fashioned one, basically. Yeah. <coughs> but we just know that, that these types of things, um, you know, now it's the open door. They'll take a little bit now and a little bit later. And that's how they put all of these things together is just one tiny puzzle piece at a time. Yes, yeah. But now that this um, sort of structure is built mm -hmm. and we've opted ourselves in mm -hmm. to something where we've basically ceded our state sovereignty mm -hmm. in regard to our health and our healthcare professionals, um, this is just uncharted territory that we've never been in before. Well, yeah, and I would talk about <clears throat> some specifics in here. Like one of the pages here is the commission is created to inform Force compliance with the compact provisions, the rules promulgated by the Interstate Commission and the bylaws, mm -hmm. using all necessary means, including but not limited to the use of the judicial process. So everything is going to be against the people if they try to buck this. Mm -hmm. If the, there are certain doctors, this commission can accept donations and grants of money. So if you think about that, like I know in Missouri, we had a, a huge argument with the people because of the voting machines in St. Charles right. and how they were paid for by Zuckerbucks. What happens when the Soros and the Gates of the world, they pour their money into these compacts to get whatever result that they want. The feds pour money into these contracts, okay, and these compacts then what happens then when that is actually leveraged against the, the people? Uh, the commission is immune from suit and liability 
mm, of and course. held <laughs> harmless, and we have to defend them legally. We have to defend them. So um, our, now let me just get this, yes. let's yeah. just make this yeah. clear, because I can't imagine why anybody would actually vote for this. Yep. But we, the state of Missouri, yes. will pay the legal fees of the commission to actually defend the commission, even um, against, us. against our own selves. Yes, yes, even against our own selves. So why anyone would ever think that was okay, I, I, I don't know. Um, it even talks about how the courts are going to work. I mean, they spelled it all out here. There's a D.C. principal office, and the court shall give deference to the actions of the Interstate Commission consistent with applicable law and shall not find the rule to be unlawful if the rule represents a reasonable exercise of the authority granted Mm -hmm. to the interstate commission so this is wide territory like oh you you gave it your try you know you gave it the old good try so mm -hmm. yeah it's you're good like you're good what can we i mean we've just handed this all over it makes no sense um unless maybe you didn't read it right which mm -hmm. we know is a problem yes which we know uh, is a problem. in fact uh, it's a huge problem i it's mind-boggling to me mm -hmm. that even our legislators here you know we watch what happens in dc yeah. and we're so appalled by the process of bills passing that are so huge that nobody's read before because they're just too big to read yeah. um and that very same thing is happening right here in jefferson city yeah time and time again um what people don't understand is almost everything's passed in the last two weeks, and that's mm -hmm. intentional. Um, there's this whole frenzy that takes place the last two weeks, like, we have to pass something. We haven't passed anything. Well, that was intentional. Right. They were intentionally roadblocking everything mm -hmm. to the last two weeks. This is how the lobbyists want it. It's how the lobbyists set it up so that everything in the kitchen sink that is bad um, gets passed and and it's gotten so bad that it's hard to find anything good that ever does pass so right. even with a super majority of republicans and many of these omnibus bills that we have you can't even pick out one good thing within the omnibus bill right and this um this uh, particular piece of language actually was tucked in a couple of different omnibus bills mm -hmm. one of them was sb 70 it was sponsored by senator travis fitzwater the other was SB 157, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, sponsored by Senator Rusty Black. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't combed through Senator Black's bill, but I have. we have combed through Senator Fitzwater's bill. Mm -hmm. There were actually 12 different subjects in that bill. It was, mm -hmm. I believe, over, well over 100 pages, maybe over 200 pages long. And um, most likely, it did not get read. Um, it in its entirety by many, if anyone, even possibly Senator Fitzwater. Um, and oddly enough, everybody except one of our senators voted yes on this bill. Yes. Every single person, Democrats and Republicans alike, except one, voted yes on SB 70. Yeah, and that was? That was Senator Mike Moon. Yeah, so praise and shout out for Senator Mike Moon because he's extremely constitutional. Yeah. So in that constitutional lens, 
um, even if he didn't read it, because we don't really know mm -hmm. if, he, if he read it or not either. But what we do know is that he takes everything with such a constitutional lens that with all those 12 mm -hmm. subjects, 12 subjects. Mm -hmm. in there, he said this violates the Constitution. So right. in a, just that point alone, I cannot vote for that. That right. bill, which um, if we had more, if probably. We, right. If we had more of that, then these things wouldn't even be an issue because we would we would be putting the halt to the unconstitutional uh, bills in this way. And it's unconstitutional because um, in our Missouri State Constitution, it says that we would only pass bills that, um, let's see, I don't have it single right in front subject. of me. But it's basically single subject bills. So whatever the original intent of the bill was, mm -hmm. that intent is not supposed to be changed. And in this particular bill, um, SB 70 was originally filed as a compact for so, um, counselors. Mm -hmm. It was the, the licensed counselor compact. And in the process of, like Lisa said, the last couple of weeks, everything getting thrown into one thing, um, they added 11 more uh, subjects to the bill. And actually, goodness, at least this one is a compact and the other one was a compact also, but they added fentanyl uh, language, opioid yeah. language. Um, tattoo. Tattoo, something about tattoos. Um, they added stuff about loan medical uh, loan forgiveness yeah. for medical workers, healthcare workers. So it just had a variety of subjects in it, which clearly makes it unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so thankful for Senator Moon for that. But the rest of all of our senators, both Democrats and Republicans, voted yes. And so it was an easy pass. But I think there is another point to be made here too. There's a reason why those Democrats voted yes, because a lot of this in these omnibus bills, they were Democrat bills. Right. And so of course they would be voting yes, because this actually, we is were putting forth their right. priorities instead right. of ours, you know, instead of a conservative uh, agenda, we're putting forth Democrats. And again, we have to talk about that when right. we have a floor leader that's allowing Democrat agendas to come forward instead of mm -hmm. Republican priorities and mm -hmm. agendas. Yeah, it's a big problem. And definitely we're gonna keep um, talking. We're gonna record more of these podcasts. So be sure that you subscribe uh, because we're gonna do this again tomorrow. All right. And uh, so thanks Lisa for joining us. What thanks, can Jenny. we tell people to do? You know, if they have, if they're frustrated by the things that they hear um, if they want to do something or participate, if they want to get involved, what what's your best um, best advice for people who um, want to do something to make try to make things better? Well, I think they need to get connected mm -hmm. with you, and then there will be almost like I would hope that we can help them find the place that they're best suited with their gifts. Right to do what God's called each one of them to do because we need everyone at this time because God has graced us mm -hmm. to be in this exciting time. And so we should be using the gifts that he gave us in the best way right. to do that. Right. So um, I think that's really important too. You've got to get connected. You've got to be connected um, so that you can know what's happening 
and uh, then be in prayer. So if you want to get connected with me, uh, be sure that you subscribe here, subscribe to the blog. Uh, you can get on our email list and you can even reach out to me in an email. I'll be happy to respond. I'd love to connect with you. And if you want to get involved, um, I will help you find a way to plug in. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.